The BFG, Chapter 17, Journey to London. The great yellow wasteland lay dim and milky in the moonlight as the BF, the big friendly giant, went galloping across it. Sophie, still wearing only her night tie, was nighty, was reclining, reclining comfortably in a crevice. crevice of the BFG's right ear. She was actually in the outer rim of the ear, near the top where the edge of the ear folds over, and their folding over bit made a short of roof for her and gave her wonderful protection against the rushing wind. What is more, she was lying on skin that was soft and warm and almost velvety. Nobody, she told herself, had ever traveled in greater comfort. Sophie, peeping out over the rim of the ear and watched the desolate desolate landscape of giant country go whizzing by, they were certainly moving fast. The BFG went bouncing off the ground as though they were there were rocks in Rocket. his rockets in his toes, and each stride he took lifted him about a hundred feet into the air. But he had not yet gone into that whizzing top gear of his. When the ground became blurred by speed and the wind howled and his feet didn't seem to be touching anything but air, that would come later. Sophie had not slept for a long time. She was very tired. She was also warm and comfortable. She dozed off. She didn't know how long she slept, but when she woke up again and looked out over the edge of the ear, the landscape had changed completely. They were in a green country now with mountains and forests. It was still dark, but the moon was shining as brightly as ever. Suddenly and without slowing his pace, the BFG turned his head sharply to the left. For the first time during the entire journey, he spoke a few words. Look quick, quick, over there, he said, pointing his long trumpet. Sophie looked in the direction he was pointing. Though the murky darkness, as she saw at first, was a great cloud of dust about 300 yards away. Those is the other giants all galloping back home after their guzzle, the BFG said. Then Sophie saw him. In the light of the moon, she saw all nine of those monstrous half-naked brutes thundering across the landscape together. They were galloping in a pack, their necks craned forward, their their arms bent at the elbows, and worst of all, their stomachs buggling, buggling. The strides they took were incredible. Their speed was unbelievable. Their feet pounded and thundered on uh, the ground and left a great sheet of dust behind them. But in ten seconds, they were gone. 
A lot of little girl sis and boy sis is no longer sleeping in their beds tonight, the Beatrice said. Sophie felt quite ill, but this germ grim encounter made her more than ever determined to go through with her mission. It must have been about an hour or so later that the BFG began to slow his pace. We is in England now, he said suddenly. Dark though it was, Sophie could see that they were in a country of green fields with neat hedges in between the fields. There were hills and with and there were hills with trees all over them and a Occasionally. Occasionally, there were roads with the lights of cars moving along. Each time they came into a road, the BFG was over it and away, and no more motorist could possibly have ever have seen anything except a quick black shadow flashing overhead. All at once, a curious orange colored glow appeared in the night sky ahead of them. We is coming close to London, the BFG said. He slowed to a trot. He began looking about cautiously. Groups of houses were now appearing on all sides, but there were still no lights in their windows. It was too early for anyone to be getting up. Someone's bound to see us, Sophie said. Never is they seeing me. The BFG said confidently. He was forgetting that I is doing this sort of thing for years and years and years. No human being is ever catching even the smallest wink of me. I did, Sophie whispered. Ah, he said. Yes, but you was the very first. During the next half hour, things moved so swiftly and so silently that Sophie, crouching in the giant's ear, was unable to understand exactly what was going on. There, They were in streets. There were houses everywhere. Sometimes there were shops. There were bright lamps in the streets. There were quite a few people about, and there were cars with lights on. But nobody ever noticed the BFG. It was impossible to understand quite how he did it. There was a kind of magic in his movements. He seemed to melt into into the shadows. He would glide. That was the only word to describe his way of moving. He would glide nosy, noiselessly, noiselessly from one dark place to another, always moving, always gliding forward through the streets of London, his black cloak blending with the shadows of the night. It is quite possible that one or two Late night wanderers might have thought they saw tall black shadows skimming swiftly down a murky street, side street. But even if they had, they would never have believed 
their own eyes, they would have dismissed it as an insulation, illusion. illusion and blamed themselves for seeing things that weren't there. Sophie and the BFG came at last to a large place full of trees. There was a round running through it and a lake. There were no people in this place, and the BFG stopped for the first time since they had set out from his cave many hours, many hours before. What's the matter? Sophie whispered in her under-the-breath voice. I is in a bit of a puddle, he said. You're doing marvelously, Sophie whispered. No, I isn't, he said. I now... I is now completely boggled. I is lost. But why? Because we is meant to be in the middle of London and suddenly we is in green pastures? Don't be silly, Sophie whispered. This is the middle of London. It's called Hyde Park. Hyde Park. Hyde Park. I know exactly where we are. You is joking. I'm not, I swear, I'm not. We're almost there. You mean we is nearly at the Queen's Palace? Cried the BFG. It's just across the road, Sophie whispered. This is where I take over. Which way? The BFG asked. Straight ahead. The BFG trotted forward through the deserted park. Now stop. The BFG stopped. You see that huge roundabout ahead of us just outside the park, Sophie whispered. I see it. That is Heidi Park Corner. Even now, when it was still an hour before dawn, there was quite a lot of traffic moving around the Heidi Park Corner. Then Sophie whispered, in the middle of the roundabout, there is an enormous stone arch with a statue of a horse and rider on top of it. Can you see that? The BFG peered through the cheese, trees. I seeing it, he said. Do you think that if you took a very fast run and it, you could jump clear over Hyde Park Corner? Heidi Park Corner, over the arch and over the horse and rider and land on the pavement the other side. Easy, the BFG said. You're sure? Uh, You're absolutely sure? I promise, the BFG said. Whatever you do, you mustn't land in the middle of Heidi Park Corner. Don't get so flushed, the BFG said. To me, that is a snitchy little jump. There's not a thing to it. Then go, Sophie whispered. The BFG broke into a full gallop. He went scorching across the park, and just before he reached the railings that divided it from the street, he took off. It was a gigantic leap. He flew high over Hyde Park, corner and landed as softly as a cat on the pavement the other side. Well done, Sophie whispered. Now quick, over that wall. Directly in front of them, board, bordering. bordering the pavement, there was a brick wall with fearsome looking spikes all along the top of it. 
a swift crouch, a little leap, and the BFG was over it. We're there! The whisper, Sophie whispered excitedly. We're in the Queen's back garden.